Coming to you live from Plug It Studios in beautiful Largo, Florida. We are keeping you plugged in with episode 363 of F5 Live. Refreshing technology. trying to brighten up their night. I got scared. No lie. Frightened. This week, Amazon is trying to do too much at once. Google is trying to buy out the competition. And the FTC is trying to explain why health and internet things are scary. Say Nick. Nick. Oh, look at that. You did it all straight into the microphone and not all parallaxy like you were doing during the opening, which is really weird. I know. It's what I do. I like being parallaxy. Hey, just parallax for a second, all right? I got this. I don't think we can be friends anymore. Smells. New smells listeners like are four like, by three. New, <laughs> new listeners are like, what? Smells? <laughs> We're in 4D. It just means we spritz water on you during the show. That's all it means. Don't worry. Out of the little spot next to your webcam that everybody always told you was a microphone. Lies. Nope. <laughs> it's not. It's to produce that new tech smell. You're right. You Scott, I think this show. This show? This show right here. This one here. This one right here is proudly powered by the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. I'm Nick. And I'm Scott. And we're here. I have no idea what is happening with him right now. I'm excited. It is freaking no, me you out. You know what I had to do? No! I will tell you. I had to do a uh, play-by-play before, the, like literally three hours before this for uh, one of these online gaming websites. Oh, okay. I had to do it. So, last minute notification. They, they're so, like, so you're in kind of a weird place tr- right now. It's hard to come out of okay. that and into this. I'm just excited. Um, yeah, they let me know last night. Hey, it's 11 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? And I'm like, yeah, in bed. And they're like, well, we need you to record a thing. I'm like, not at midnight. Me sleepy. <laughs> and they're like, well, then tomorrow. Okie doke. Off to write a little script. Five minutes and 50 seconds of excitement. Woo! Now I'm doing this. <laughs> Wherever you may be, guys, and however you may be accessing our show, whether it be Facebook, iTunes, Zune, F5Live.tv, the podcast play app available in the Windows Store right now, on our new home at the Tech Podcast Network live stream, or on our apps, pluginslive.com slash apps. Go there now and pick it up for WebOS or, of course, for all of the Windows things. Windows Phone, Windows Store, etc. <laughs> pluginslive.com slash apps. Go there. I'm a big fan of big red buttons. From time to time, you are supposed to press them. Yeah, buddy. I like the red button. Just couldn't get to it. This. Am I on the right spot now? Yes, this. This is, this is our flagship show. show. F5. <laughs> Got this. F5 Live Refreshing Technology here on the Pluckets Live family of content. This show right here airs at Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time for about an hour. It gets posted between Sunday nights and Monday mornings for your drive to work, school, or what have you, and you'll never guess studio quality sound. All of our voices sound like that <laughs> if you uh, download the show. It's fantastic. Which we dare you to do. And uh, 
compare it and see if it actually comes out that way. Exactly, and you can do that on your computer, phone, tablet, etc. by going to f5live.tv and clicking the subscribe buttons on the right hand side. Audio, video, social, special events, pilch points, nightcap, etc. etc. All right there. For this show, it gets this posted show? up in studio quality sound. What that means to you is is high high grade. High grade. You waved. You threw me off. Yeah, you said hi. I and paused for a moment, I so I waved. Did. Hi. But it's good. You download it. You can listen to it whenever you want. Watch it whenever you want. That's all well and good. There is, however, an incentive for watching and listening live. Scott, did you know this? I did. Oh, the well... part that I didn't know is... Whose responsibility it is this week? I got it. Excellent. Um, <laughs> the incentive is you can chat with us live in the studio every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time by going to f5live.tv slash join us. <sighs> Stay tuned in the chat room, exclusive to our live listeners. Because this might not ever air the epic award winning. It is um, not exclusive to our live listeners. I've posted 15 of them. Man. How many are we in? Um, I'm about a quarter behind now. You've posted 15. I thought we've done like 60. I In the last like 10 oh, days, you, yes. I have published Got 15 yes. of them. Yeah, we're moving. I'm now at like 27 or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's getting better. This week's one, though, is exclusive for right now to our live listeners. The epic award-winning spine-tingling best of Comic-Con uh, nightcap. I, I stay relevant. It's, a, it's an award I didn't know we won. Yeah. We also won the Not at Comic-Con award. Excellent. That's We have to cover both grounds. Yeah. That's a good one to win. Mailed it in. <laughs> we used to do a show, right? We, the show. It wasn't really a show. We used to just kind of talk after the show. <laughs> yeah. Mostly it was you editing. Yes. And, and just babble. Yeah. Just, just random. Talking about whatever we nonsense. talked about. <laughs> We decided to turn it into a, a show, a segment show, a segmented show. It's a short show. It's not an hour long. Where we talk about a random question, and then we talk to our fans and do all those things. We ask each other the question literally right now, and this week's question is on my shoulders. And I got it. Something different. Okay. If you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? You knew it was coming. Yeah. It was bound to happen at yeah, some point. We had to do it. Next week is the Desert Island one. Just be ready for that. Next week's mine. I know. It's better than the Lonely Island one. I don't know about that. Yeah, it's not true. Uh, connect with us. Engage with us. Subscribe to us on Twitter at Live. Use the hashtag Nightcap, and you can participate in the happenings of the Nightcap. On Facebook, F5 Live, Plug It's Live Radio, YouTube, Google+, we're all over there. It's good stuff. So go ahead and do all those followy, subscribey things. We appreciate it. He keeps jumping. I know. He was 16 by 9 for just a second, but it was all blurry, and then he came back to 4 I'm by 3. I'm talking about Avram Pilch, the <laughs> online editorial director of Laptop Magazine and Tom's Guide. He will be on a little bit to talk about toddler apps. This is one you don't want to miss. He sits off to our left, your right, stage left, where we can see him, but you guys can't until the show, until his segment starts. And it's exciting because we get to watch his reactions on things. But 
for the past like six months he's been in 4x3 mode and we don't know why but occasionally for like a week or two or three or a month it, it, it ranges he shows up in 16 by 9 it's great we all love it tonight he has jumped back and forth <laughs> thrice that's not happened before this has been fun I think his internet's getting an upgrade and he doesn't know it I think that's what's happening either that or the opposite or it's getting downgrade. <laughs> and it's trying to go 60 by 9 and go, put the brakes on. I, I think the option two is more correct. I think his Skype got an upgrade and his internet got a downgrade. Oh, that might be it. <laughs> he seems to agree. Yeah, Skype keeps saying it gets updates, but ever since he updated Skype and ever since we updated Skype, he's been in 4 by 3 So to us, that's a downgrade. I like to roll back to when he was 16 by 9 <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. When in life is 4 greater than 16? That's what I'd like to know. That's a valid question. And does it really have to be 16 by 9? I mean, we can kind of scale that down. We should be able to. You know what you should be able to do? What's that? Play the music. Let's. Well, they don't know why that I would do that. Well, they're about to find out. I was going to say... But tonight we have tech news to talk about because we never have done that in 362 episodes. Nope. Tonight's the first night. This is an epic show. <laughs> this is history making, folks. I'll do that right now. This week's Nifty Gifties on F5 Live. Hey, they are nifty. They're nifty gifties. Proudly powered by the Microsoft Store. Hey, Windows PCs, the same price, more power, and better than a Chromebook. They're just going for it. They are tonight. absolutely going for it. You hear it all the time. You want a PC without limitations. We get it. Why be stuck to something that only works when you're connected to the internet? What a terrible idea. Or only has the things that the internet had the last time you were there. Exactly. That's a waste of time. That's a waste of money. And quite frankly, both of those things are important to us and probably important to you. So you should pick up a Windows PC. On a Windows PC, you can run Office, iTunes, and Photoshop. You can't do that with a Chromebook. Kaboom. I love that they managed to hit themselves, Apple, and Adobe all in one sentence. All in one go. That's the reality. So go check out all of the great laptops, tablets, and more at the Microsoft Store by going to f5live.tv slash Microsoft. I liked the the copy this week that we were provided, so I kind of ran with that. Sometimes we'll do our own thing, but when I saw Chromebook attack, I'm like, yeah, buddy, let's do it. That was a fun one. Gotta do it. <laughs> Speaking of attacks... All right, so... Mars attacks? Yes. Got it. Um, so, we know that health tech is a big thing right now. Um, it's been one of the larger uh, marketplaces at CES uh, the last couple of years. You've probably heard us refer to them as tech zones in the past. They're now called marketplaces. Um, so, it's been one of the larger marketplaces. We've... We've talked about it uh, in products, our sponsors. Yeah. Kind of health tech is everywhere. There's a lot of startups all involved in health tech right now. Um, in fact, Hillsborough County uh, here in Florida has decided to go all in. They want to be the place for health tech. Right. 
there's a tremendous amount of money in it. Uh, and, and that can range anywhere from, you know, your Fitbit all the way up to a mobile application that allows you to communicate with your doctor from home, basically virtual house calls. There's a lot of stuff happening in health tech. The uh, commissioner of the FTC appears to be a little concerned about it. Now, why might she be concerned? Well, she's afraid that the data collected with health tech might be able to accurately predict the reality of your health. Man. Huh. Here I was thinking I can create a second identity based on <laughs> the the wristband I wear, uh, like um, like the Meteor. You know, right? Here I am thinking I could just get away with things, create a, a persona online. You're telling me that the stuff I do that's health related and health tech wise could is actually accurate? Could actually be used to determine whether or not there's something wrong with you, or what this the the physical scenario of you is, huh? Man. <sighs> but the good news is... Obviously, there's a lot of sarcasm here because that's what it's for. At least the government figured that out. You know, th- that's that's fair. we got to give them credit. The, the FTC was able to figure out that health tech is able to do health things. Slow clap. <sighs> Progression, folks. This is what it's about. I, so now, uh, Scott, so now that they've discovered uh, that health tech could tell you about your health. The data can predict reality. <laughs> they're obviously fully behind this endeavor. They are fully behind being scared about it. Um, right. So, <laughs> based on the possibility that data can show you reality. Um, Julie Brill, the FTC commissioner, um, is afraid of it and what it means. Obviously, what it means is that you have the ability to see what is happening with you and, you know, maybe a doctor can check up on how many cheeseburgers uh, I've eaten? Uh, a homebound uh, person, without having to come in, they can find out whether or not their whatever problem they have is getting worse or better or whatever. Wonderful, wonderful things. What she is afraid of is uh, Target. So, <laughs> not like Bang Bang. No, the retailer, Target. Oh, um. So, a year or so ago, there was a a scenario where uh, a girl received a letter, like an advertisement from Target, um, congratulating her on her pregnancy that she had not yet told her parents about. Um, And they, they... figured this out because she used her store card uh, well her technically her father's store card to purchase prenatal type products 
And somehow, believe it or not, Target was able to figure out that if somebody purchases prenatal things, they're probably in some way related to a pregnancy. Man. Huh. That's smart data right there. If this, then that. You know, it's massively complex analysis. Nope. The opposite of that. It's simple deductive reasoning. (laughs) That's what I meant. Uh, So using that example, uh, Brill is afraid that other companies will also be able to figure out reality from limited amounts of data. (sighs) Such as your Fitbit, seeing that while you run, your heart rate is way too high. That might mean you have heart problems. Huh. No kidding. Yeah, I... Or you might just full-on be out of shape. They might be able to figure that out. No kidding. In fact, their application will tell you that. Hey, there are uh, there are problems, and these are what we think. It's, it's just absolutely astounding. So she's afraid that that is what's going to happen. Of course it is. That's what it's for. And that that human beings who voluntarily give information to a system will have that information used for the purpose that it's for. I I don't get it. I'd love if, you know, it's late at night and I'm hungry. Instead of going to bed, I drive to a fast food place and I grab two cheeseburgers. If my health tech would just zap me before I even get in the car. Like, I want it to be that far advanced. Be like, (laughs) I know you're hungry. Shut up, no. stupid. Go to bed. I'm cool with all of that happening. You could, you could take my blood sample if I could have that happen. Totally reasonable trade-off. This is the tech equivalent of being afraid that if you go to the same restaurant every day, they will eventually learn your name and greet oh. you by name. Oh, you like Mountain Dew. Let me go get that yeah, for you. Yeah, that they'll, they'll bring you your regular. You go to a restaurant all the time, order this, the same drink, and they bring it to you when you walk in. Oh no! Scary world places in the sunshine. I. So there's a couple of things here. One, Mrs. Brill is uh, leading the charge against new things, and will be investigating privacy concerns Good for as her. they regard as they relate to HIPAA regulations. That's not how that works. Now. As I said in the article, if I had been around, I would have recommended that she read the HIPAA regulations before going out and saying stupid things in public, because HIPAA is entirely related to how one medical facility talks to another medical facility about your medical information. It does not involve consumers. Yeah. It does not involve corporations. It is just from medical facility to medical facility, period. So, I would recommend she go read HIPAA before she says stupid things in public again. Um, But we pay for her to do that. Thank goodness. Um, It's a needed role in life. I also hope that she will realize that the Federal Trade Commission has absolutely nothing to do with HIPAA, nor (laughs) do they have anything to do with anything that she's leading the charge against they figured since the fcc threatened to shut down the internet (laughs) that they can get away with at least something small like this 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 is her opportunity to try and take over the health industry from the ftc 
She's jealous of the FDA. Let's just be honest. Yeah, it's true. Because if anybody, the FDA, <laughs> that would, would be the one. <laughs> at, at least, at least I wouldn't be full on rallying against it like I am right now. Right. And saying you'd be like, okay. You but, should look into it because it makes sense. But you know why the FDA is not looking into it? Because they have read HIPAA. <laughs> and they know that it's not related. There's that. Because I have unfortunately read the HIPAA regulations. It's a really long and complex story as to how and why that happened. But I have read all of the HIPAA regulations. And they don't apply. But they can change that, Scott. They can change that. Because the internet is a scary place. It really is. So much sunlight bears down on those tubes. Netflix isn't allowed to say what you're watching. Because some judge rented porn or something. (sighs) And everyone's like, what? (laughs) Go listen to previous episodes. You'll find it. Start it last week and work your way back. This week's... Bilge Point with Avram Bilge is proudly powered by Koreos. And their Meteor smartwatch, which the FTC is afraid of because it has health-related things. It has all of the the health and biosensors that you would expect it to have. It works with iOS, it works with Android, and with Windows Phone, which is fantastic. But it's also customizable. Make it yours with different colors and sizes of bands. The ability to wear it like a stopwatch or a a pedometer. However you want to wear your smartwatch, you can. And you can pre-order yours right now by going to f5live.tv slash meteor. And that music means it's time for the Pilch Point with online editorial director of Laptop Magazine and Tom's Guide, Abram Pilch. Abram, are you there? Yes, I am. Excellent. And you are in 4x3 right now. (laughs) You know, as you get older, you get more and more square. That's (laughs) That's just the only possible explanation. That or perhaps the internet connection here. Uh, well, just it's just <laughs> it's just crazy. Well, we'll we'll see what happens when uh when we switch the screen mode in a minute. Uh, but how have you guys been? It's been a weird week for me. We're we're in the process of a a bit of a move, so uh, that's never fun. Uh, hate that. No. No doubt. Well, soon, hopefully, I'll be moving to a new space where I will have I will where I will, despite my age, be sixteen by nine again. Um, at least I'll feel sixteen by nine again. Um, so, um, for me, it's been an interesting uh, interesting week spending time with my son and watching him. Uh, he's two develop uh, develop a whole new range of tech skills so he can be more like his dad, the online editorial director for Laptop Mag and Tom's Guide, whom you can follow at, uh, and whose articles you can read at Tom's Guide and LaptopMag.com. You are uh, smoking hot tonight, so what we're just going to do is we're just going to shut up. We're going to mute our mics, and you're just going to run this whole thing on your own. You are on a roll, dude. Just go. Oh, sorry. Uh, so no, don't, I, apologize. don't apologize. You're rocking it tonight. <laughs> so, you know, it's... 
I found that it's a, a few a couple months ago I gave him I I gave him a tablet a cheap cheap Android tablet can't say it's a great tablet but uh, it's an uh, Ace it's the Acer icon the new Acer Iconia tab okay seven uh, not not very fast kind of slow but hey if he breaks it I won't feel too bad. Uh, he hasn't broken it yet, so I give it a lot of credit. It's even survived getting applesauce on it and and all kind, and being vomited on, so it's more durable than than expected. I'm sorry, but, you said he put applesauce on an Android tablet. Yes, he okay. put applesauce on it. He did indeed. <laughs> I just needed and to make a- sure that uh that we all got the wonderful irony of that. We know what side he's going to be, and on. then he vomited on it. <laughs> <laughs> it made him vomit to think of to see the applesauce on his tablet. Uh, so, but you know what? The, the ta- he had the. I'm sure the makers of the tablet probably uh, probably have some applesauce patents on there as well. Um, so I found, and I don't know if if you found this with your son Nick. It's hard to find an app that's appropriate for a kid who's two years old. Oh, you're right, for sure. Three. Three years old, maybe it's easier. It gets easier as you get older. But on the internet, I found there are a lot of lists. We even had a list of kids apps. But kids, a kid could be 12 years old and still be called a kid. And um, if you're a toddler, you have very specific needs from your apps. Um, And one thing you need is to not have to read because you're not reading at two years old. Uh, It can't have a very complex menu structure. And it can't... um, it can't require too much hand-eye coordination. So I'm going to try to show you a couple apps here that are on my screen. Let's see. How's that looking? It's looking good. All right. So this is uh, this is actually a live screencast of my phone. Uh, it's not his tablet. It's a phone, but you get the, you get the point. All these apps are available for both Android and iOS uh, for those who still have who have iOS. Uh, so here, here's a few. One, this is his favorite app here. It's called Toddler Cars, and this is the paid version. But there's also a free one, uh, and this app uh, is very simple, but it's great for vocabulary building. There's my son is obviously crazy about cars, but if uh, but for other kids, uh, the company that makes this, which is called Rust Puppy, that's the developer, Rust Puppy, um, makes a lot of apps like this where they have a whole bunch of items, uh, objects in the bottom of the screen. You tap them, and then you get, like, a cool thing. Let's see if – I don't know if the sound is going to come through, but – Do you get the funky music? No. Not really. Oh. Ah, okay. It says ambulance and plays music that you might associate with a movie from the 70s. Um, but uh, – What kind of movie? Uh, I'll leave that to your imagination. Right okay. there. Uh, but, uh, or, or perhaps with Shaft. Anyway, so. Shaft. Yes, it's, uh, it's very, uh, it's very amusing. But the music isn't the point. It's that he's, it's that he's building vocabulary and it's very simple. He doesn't need to read. He doesn't need to have quick hand eye coordination. This isn't a game that where there's sort of winners and losers and he's going to, I mean, he loves racing games, for example. I put a bunch on there and he's always driving into a wall and he can't understand, you know, why he drove into a wall. Uh, but that's, that's the kind of problem that you have when you have games that are designed for older kids and you give it to your young kid, they kind of get stuck. 
Um, another another game, another thing that he absolutely loved by the same developer, here's another example of Rust Pup, uh, is ABC Kids. Now, one of the things that he's learned to do, even at two years old, is to get around the ads. If you're sitting with your kid, you will want to help them get around the ads. But he learned from me in a, in a little while to like always hit the no thanks continue button or whatever he needs to do to get around the ads in these games. Uh, all these games that I'm showing are free. Uh, but the paid version might be worth your while to avoid, to either get extra content or avoid some of the crappy ads. Uh, so this is another one where there's just letters and it shows like different things. So there's the A for astronaut, as you can see, and he just learned it by tapping these to, to increase his vocabulary. So that's the kind of thing that one ought to be looking for in a game for a young child is like, what do I have to, it, you know, are there, is it, does it require a lot of hand-eye coordination? Does it require, uh, you know, literacy? Uh, can the kid just sit there and kind of enjoy it without, without hitting an ad or hitting other things? Um, another, another really good one here is, uh, is a coloring book for toddlers. So here, you know, this is sort of like your classic coloring book. Ah, this might be a little difficult to see. Let me see if I can flip it around. Okay, I just flipped it around. Um, so uh, by default, only the animals are unlocked, but you can pay, I think, 250 to have all the things unlocked. And unlike a lot of other toddler games that are out, a lot of other toddler coloring books that are out there, some of them don't allow you to color outside the lines, which is which is just terrible. Um, this one is just really simple. Some some. Adult, more adult or older child games that involve drawing require you to kind of take a pencil or a pen, you know, a virtual uh, paintbrush, which is harder for a child to manipulate than just using their finger. So here the child can just tap on a color and then they can just start, it's probably going to go really slow over our connection here, but they can just start kind of filling it in with a finger uh, and coloring that way. And so it really replicates the experience of kind of finger painting or, or what a child might do at home. Sure. Uh, so you really want to look for those things that are really simple. Another one that I, I want to show here and move around here again is uh, is called over to the home screen <laughs> by the way for those who are interested in how i'm doing this if you have a samsung phone um a m recent vintage uh you can download an app on it called SideSync 3.0 and then you can download the pc client for windows and it allows you to remote control your phone from your pc so by putting my phone screen in SideSync here i'm able to uh, albeit a little bit slowly show show the contents of my phone screen in a window on my PC. So here's one called Kids Music in Musical Instruments. And uh, if you have a kid, you know that they've probably gotten a uh, some musical instrument toys. And here you have a bunch of musical instruments to choose from, such as the drums. And uh, the kid is able to... It's just really simple. I mean, some other music apps require you to actually have some to actually like no music and things here the kid can just sort of bang away at the drums or they can choose a keyboard or a xylophone or whatever and it's you know it's like how it's like going to music class but you know there's just not a lot of you know here you can get kind of some accompanying background music if you want uh, but it's just very very simple there's no 
the kid can just kind of bang on it for a while and that's that's what young children do they bang they bang on things they just experiment and that's how they learn so it, it's just really important to have things uh, here's fi the final one I want to show here this is barnyard games this is one that Isaac actually started playing the first tablet game he ever played when he was when he was uh, less than two and you know kids have their old those little pole things that get that let you see uh you know different animals well this one you tap on the animals and they do things and you know again it's not very complicated uh for us adults it probably seems pretty uh boring uh but for a young child it is stimulating and by providing that kind of environment uh you can by providing that kind of environment, you can give your kid a learning experience. Now, I know some folks, like the American Academy of Pediatrics, are concerned about uh, young kids spending too much time on a screen. And as a parent, you got to make the choices and limit that. But I found for my son, it's taught him vocabulary. Uh, and it certainly, uh, you know, to be honest, helped us out sometimes when he was getting impatient with something and somewhere where he had to sit still, hand, handing him the tablet, he was, you know, he was fascinated. Uh, and it, and and it's not just something to just hand your kid and walk away. Uh, a lot, of, most of the time, up until recently when he got more facile with it, I would always I would always sit with him and and do this with him together. And you know, before he could even tap it, he'd like grab my finger and and make me tap it for him. So, <laughs> um, you know, I think there's a lot of learning in these games. I definitely agree. Great stuff, Avram. I mean, this is this is important for recent parents to to understand that there's some stuff out there you just got to go hunting for the right specific app and of course you have a bunch more apps available on this article right yes yeah, so if you go to uh, tomsguide.com you'll find my article on on the best apps for toddlers uh and uh we have we have a list of the best eight apps there and uh ho hope that it hope that it's helpful um the one thing for parents to keep in mind is, uh, especially in both the iOS and Android App Store, it's really hard. You have to search. There's not really a category for toddler apps. There are kids app categories, and there's uh, iOS has one for kids under five, five and under. But to get those really young kids, you gotta you gotta look really hard. And I went through a lot of apps that I just thought were way too complicated for for a two year old uh, to pick out these eight. Very cool stuff. Avram, always a pleasure to have you on. Go ahead and leave him your contact info one more time. So you can uh, read more of my articles at laptopmag.com and tomsguide.com or follow me on Twitter at geekinchief. Thanks, Avram. Enjoy the time with your son before he gets upgraded to a new Pilchbook Mini. And uh, we'll, talk, <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. This week's Extra Life on F5 Live is proudly powered by Origin by Electronic Arts. There's a big Ubisoft sale happening on Origin right now. All of your favorite games are up to 40% off. We're talking about games like Assassin's Creed, Rayman, and more. And of course, my favorite feature of Origin, <laughs> if you haven't found out about this yet, is game time. Scott, what time is it? I don't know! I'm going to tell you it's game time. What that means to you is that favorite AAA title 
that you want to play but aren't sure if it's actually what you want to spend your money on, EA offers that title for you for free for a weekend. That doesn't mean you have the weekend to play it. All it means is you need to download it in that weekend. From that point on, you can start to play it whenever you want to for 72 hours. So if you still have that Titanfall download like I do, haven't touched it, still available. That, that was like a month ago. Yes, it was. I can go ahead and play that whenever I want to. Now or a month from now, it doesn't really matter, all because of game time. So go check that out and all the other great deals over at f5live.tv slash origin. So. Kind of talked about this last week, to a degree. Yeah, a little bit. So, um, the NVIDIA Shield line of things, which started out with what is now known as the Shield Portable, little handheld Android console that had the ability to connect to your PC through uh, the NVIDIA experience, right? That's what it's called. Yep. And stream some games to it, plus has the ability to play Android things all on it. Uh, that was where they got started. It was met with resounding meh. And <laughs> then last week we talked about a yet unnamed, undocumented-ish project from within the company of... Uh, a Chromecast. Right, some sort games. of a... Uh, maybe a set-top box type device um, that has the ability to stream the games from the PC, but requires a significantly higher uh, processor, you know, uh, video processor, because what it's doing is a lot more. Now what we have is a device that's a little bit in the middle, a little bit above, <laughs> um, doesn't... Re- doesn't have the hardware requirements that this unknown streaming device might have, but also isn't a Nintendo 3DS uh, size device. It's a full 8-inch tablet, appropriately named the Shield Tablet. They're just going to nail it. Keep this stuff simple. Why not? So... The tablet has all of the things that the portable has, has the ability to play Android games and all of that, plus the the standard streaming of games. Plus it has the abilities that this theoretical set-top box might have, the ability to connect to your computer. Nope. What? Television? One of these things. Uh, connect to your television and play on the big screen. But it also has the ability to connect a wireless controller to it. Uh, Actually, one that looks pretty slick. I don't know how it's going to hold, but it looks pretty slick. Um, And they made the conscious decision because it's the device is a gaming device. They thought through and it's not a Bluetooth controller. It's a Wi-Fi direct controller taking your 20 millisecond lag time down to 10. Possibly one of the best. Yeah wireless controller lag times it could be in the industry uh, which is fantastic plus it's the things that you would expect from a high end 8 inch Android tablet right 1920 by 1200 HD screen it's got front facing 
uh, speakers, as if it was an HTC, which is great. Um, you can get it in 16 or 32 gigs of internal memory, which for me is a little on the low side, but that's okay. Mine's 128 and it's almost full. Uh, but the good news is micro SD slot supports up to 128 gigs, so meh, problem solved. Um, and then, of course, it's a NVIDIA product, so of course it's using the Tegra family of processors, in this case the K1. It's a 2.2 gigahertz processor. It's got 2 gigs of RAM. So, as far as a high-end Android tablet, it's definitely there. It, it would be great if you wanted to buy an Android tablet. Yes. If you're looking for an Android tablet... This is probably one to consider. This, this should be on your list. Uh, unless when Laptop Mag gets a hold of it, it turns out yeah, and that it's just garbage, in which, which case we will defer to them. But based on specs, the machine sounds good. Now, they could do all kinds of things to Android to screw that up. It's or, really easy to screw that up. I mean, you look at, what, the Google Nexus 7 HD Plus? Series 7? Great specs. Felt like plastic, overheated and melted processors. Absolutely. So it, That I could mean, happen. So we will defer to Laptop Mag when they put their hands on one of these guys, which I imagine that they will. Um, but for right now, based on specs, it sounds pretty good. Uh, it's out in a day and a half as of yep. right now. <laughs> 27 hours-ish. Um, and they're going to retail for, I think, 299 and 399 The 32 gig model has LTE support, which is kind of cool. Use it on the go. The 16 gig is Wi-Fi only. Um... So if you're looking for an Android tablet, it's one to consider. If you're looking, if you're super excited about Android gaming, uh, you're nuts. There's not a whole lot of it. Uh, there isn't, yeah. It's true. Um, but this is probably massive overkill. But if you're looking for the ability to stream your games from your PC, maybe your TV, that type of thing, without just taking your computer and plugging it in, to the television, or it's something to consider. Or it's, doing other media-related things on a tablet. Sure, that will work great for this because of the of the Tega processor and, and the higher spec. Yeah, so so media um, is supposed to run really well on it, uh, watching videos and stuff, uh, because you know the specs are so high. So definitely something that should be on anybody's Android tablet wish list. Um, Barring disaster that okay. Laptop Mag tells us about. Sure enough. Um, but, I mean, the the thing about the Shield wasn't that it was bad. It was just odd. Dedicated gaming Android-y things have not succeeded, Ouya. Um, just because it's just, it's just not for that. Um, right. But the ability to do the streaming, the ability to hook it up to the TV, and all of that that the that the Shield kind of lacked, I think is what makes this the the Shield portable lacked is what I think makes this an interesting possibility. I agree. This week's news from the tubes and F five live is proudly powered by. Rift tracks. Make fun of movies. <laughs> or let the professionals do it for you, because that's what they get paid for, and they do it really well. The guys who used to do Mystery Science Theater 3000 are back and doing what they do best, making fun of movies, from blockbusters to... 
Godzilla. Godzilla! They've got a little bit of everything. <laughs> the way it normally works is you go to the website, download the MP3, play it along with your DVD, Netflix, Amazon, wherever you happen to have it, and laugh, and, and laugh, laugh, and, and laugh. laugh. Oh my goodness. From time to time, they do live events. The Godzilla. most recent one was Sharknado. Sharknado! Which we had a tremendous amount of fun at. The next one is Godzilla. Godzilla! Which I will continue to refer to as Ferris Bueller's Godzilla. <laughs> it's, it's Matthew Broderick it in is 1998. It, it is Ferris Bueller's Godzilla. Anyway, uh, it's going to be August 14th and 17th, I believe are the dates. And uh, if you want to go see it with us, let us know. I think we'll probably do the Tuesday again, so we'll go on the 17th. Um, but if you're not around us, no big deal. They're doing it in hundreds of theaters nationwide, all simulcast from one theater somewhere. I don't know where it's going to be this time. Parts it's probably unknown. The, probably the same one because it's where they live. <laughs> so to find out what movies are available and to... to uh, find out what theaters are going to be hosting the live event. You can go to f5live.tv slash Tracks with an X. Speaking of Amazon, their stock went so oh, terribleness. It tanked this week. And by tanked, I mean lost 11% of its value. Which is the size of a tank. All in after hours trading. That was just the after hours disaster the day they announced their second quarter numbers which as you can probably guess not good um, i blame it on them opening up shipping centers in florida clearly yeah. that's the problem yeah it's probably that so much tax <laughs> so what happened well this time last year they i believe uh, full uh, full profit loss lost like $9 million total. That's it. This quarter, they lost $126 million. It's a big difference in just, dollars. Yeah, just a wee bit. Um, I feel like that's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. For, for a bookstore. Right? So... So let's just look at operating profitability because when it all when all is said and done that's what makes and breaks stock price operating profitability. Last year, 2013 quarter 2, 15 million Nope. What was it? That's it. 79 million dollar yep. gain. They made $79 million on, uh, on uh, operating profitability last year. This year, they lost 15 Not good. That is a big swing. Yeah. It's a $94 million swing in profitability the wrong direction. So, why? I don't know. Somehow, Amazon manages to... Uh, hide their numbers in a really frightening way. And the number that they're best at hiding is their Amazon Web Services, their their cloud computing platform numbers. I don't know how they do it, but they manage to full-on almost not report them. 
It's pretty impressive. Um, and that's a problem because their sales were up this quarter, significantly up over last year. Uh, I believe it was somewhere in the 15% range. Like their sales on the sales side of things up 15%. So if it was just Amazon, what we think of as Amazon, where you go to buy books, then 15% sales increase would theoretically show more profit. But it's not. When Amazon got started, that's what they were. They were a bookstore. They were the bookstore. But now you can buy shampoo and food and firearms. All kinds of weird not books on Amazon. You can also, for reference, buy books on those things. It's true. You can Let's, buy books about all of those for things. For clarity purposes here. Unless the publisher... No. <laughs> oh, referencing other articles. I like it. Um, but, <laughs> but in addition to that, Amazon also has the Kindle line of things and the Fire Phone and... They own a company that manufactures, don't call them drones, that's not what they are, remote control quadcopters, and all kinds of things. But more, most importantly, they have AWS. Now, AWS is almost certainly single-handedly responsible for their profit problems. How do we know that? Because they're hiding it. If AWS was the profit powerhouse that Amazon pretends it to be, they would be proud about it. They'd be showing those numbers. Look how awesome we are. You should buy it. It's amazing. But they don't. No. They hide those numbers in a frightening kind of a way. So how is it possible that AWS is so unprofitable when you've got Microsoft Azure which matches Amazon penny for penny on almost every service. And Azure is so profitable, Microsoft starts their earnings numbers with it. I know how. We're going to pretend that Windows 8 and Windows Phone aren't a thing. And we're going to talk about Azure. Look at these numbers. They're cool. And, and... Amazon is somehow not profitable? Microsoft's lowest intelligence guy is still smarter than 10 of Amazon's most intelligent people combined. That's my theory. It takes one Microsoft guy to run something Azure. takes like 50 to run AWS. Okay. So that's totally a possibility. No organization, no computer science uh, related organization on the planet has the PhD level people That's that what Microsoft has that really skews their it's a bell curve it's their, unfair their corporate <laughs> stats but in a good way it's the reason why they do it because it it it's infectious um, and Amazon doesn't have that because that's not who they are they're a bookstore they used to be the bookstore uh, and they just don't have the backbone, the 
It's not who they are. Right. So I would guess that AWS will stop being highlighted in time as as Microsoft really makes these great partnerships and we see, you know, even Microsoft's even made a partnership with Oracle right to, to have uh, Oracle services native to Azure. One of their biggest competitors in the space is willing to make a pact with them. They've got uh, uh, Salesforce.com, the their biggest competitor for Dynamics CRM, is a partner in Azure. It's more enticing to go with something that you can spin up whatever you want and make it work. Which is how Amazon AWS is supposed to work too. It is. It's it's the same idea. It's just I've used AWS. We have a client that that was using it for a while and we all disliked it so much as the policies around it that we've switched over to Azure. Uh, They have They're and they're not even like a full Microsoft shop. They're an Oracle shop with a C plus plus background and my SQL stuff. And yet they're running all of their test stuff on Azure. I, I think I think Azure is going to own the cloud. Yeah. Which, when you take the to the cloud commercials from Microsoft from a couple of years ago and, and you're think like, about it, you're like, wow, these people have no idea what's happening. But they spun up on it pretty quick. They nailed it. Several years later, you're going, yeah. I mean, you put the term cloud even to the average person who follows Xbox news. They know what that is. Yep. They're like, that's the reason the Xbox One's amazing. That's, Yeah. Cloud. They don't know what it does. They don't need to know what it nope. does. Nor do they need to know that all of those machines are part <laughs> of Azure. Right. That they all run within the Azure environment. And that's why you'll notice, uh, especially at like the, I watch the PGA Tour on the weekends, right? Okay. So CBS always talks and they don't advertise it as Microsoft Azure. They they advertise it as Microsoft Cloud Services. And Because they're also using uh, non Azure-based Microsoft Cloud Services. Indeed. Um, particularly the fact that all of the PGA stuff is built in Silverlight. It is, right. But even then, you know, the basic person is going to go, ah, Microsoft Cloud Services. I understand what that is. It's cloud things. And in fact, if you Cortana <clears throat> the word Microsoft Cloud Services, it will actually capitalize the C and S because it's actually the brand that Azure lives within. Right. <laughs> Which I thought was interesting because it did that in this article right and and you know the cloud can do all kinds of things that are fantastic that amazon is not backing at all right like azure does things like natural language processing the thing that makes cortana so impressive compared to the rest of the the world um azure never tries to do things to compete with the company's who use it, or at least don't actively try to compete with their users. Uh, unlike Amazon, we know uh, uh, Amazon recently launched a product to try and compete with Dropbox, yep. who uses Amazon right. as their backbone. We will probably see them go Azure here pretty soon. While OneDrive, yeah, not quite the same thing. Um, so yeah, yeah. 
I, I guess I my guess is AWS is going to be kind of scaled back, pushed off to the just, side for a little it's bit. Just not who they are. Makes sense. I mean, they had a great idea. We have these computers that aren't doing anything right now. Let's give them let's, something to do. Let's sell sell off our extra processing power, but it's just not who they are. They should let somebody else handle that. Sell books. Easy. Apparently not. This week's DRM not included on F5 Live is probably powered by Xbox Music. If you are not tired of Sharknado, Sharknado. from Riff Tracks, I've got good news for you. The the song from the end, the shark love song, is available on Xbox Music right now. And if you have Xbox Music, you can listen to it unlimited for $9.99 a month. Or, for our deal right now, for $99.90, that's 10 months, you'll get 12 months. Pretty great deal. I use Xbox Music all day, every day. I've constantly got it playing. In fact, we use it to test products around here. <laughs> um, it, it's a wonderful platform. You can download Unlimited. You can stream Unlimited. It works on iOS, Android, Windows Phone, Windows 8, both of the Xboxes, and the web. Anywhere you could possibly want to use this, it's pretty much available. And to find out more about Xbox Music, to find out all of the millions of tracks that are available, or to purchase that 12-month special deal, you can go to f5live.tv slash Xbox Music. Okay, so I wasn't going to talk about this, but now more people are talking about it, which means it's probably going to happen, and I died a little inside. Sharks uh, in New York City. Yeah, Is that it? Is that what we're going to talk about? That's not what we're going to talk about. Oh. That's not what we're going to talk about. Even the chat room thought that's what we were going to talk about. All right, let's talk about this then. Google buys Twitch for a billion dollars. Yeah. Not confirmed, but confirmed. Yeah. When that rumor came out, there was no doubt in my mind that that was their plan. I had just hoped that Twitch would fight it. Yep. Be like, nah, dude. Two billion. <laughs> and then... Google would say you crazy and then go buy daily motion. Right. That was like, that was, <laughs> that's what I thought was going to happen. Didn't really happen that way. No, of course not. So what does this mean? Well, Twitch has been breaking records lately. Twitch has been doing exceptionally well. 43 million unique users a month. It's insane. They were the official media partner for E3 this year. Which is crazy considering it used to be G4. Right. For it to have gone to a website to be in charge is Nintendo released huge. exclusive announcements and news on Twitch and not Nintendo's website. <laughs> Obviously, the company's doing well. The, the staff is making it a place for people to create content. YouTube, on the other hand. So it's a bit of a weird time. It is. To do this. It is. YouTube is the largest, I put air quotes around that, has, I don't think still has made their money back, Google has made their money back from the purchase 10 years ago, coming up on, yep. right? And, and I agree, I do not think that they've broken even on that yet, after all the money they've spent on it. 
I, I do not think that they've broken even on YouTube yet. The percent per ad to content creators is the lowest it's been in the history Ever. of YouTube. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> the restrictions are egregious half the time. We get restrictions on our content. Yes. For things that are fair use, which yep. blow my mind. Um, uh-huh. Happens all the time. Policies are nuts. YouTube Live is not as popular as it was, uh, as they thought it could be. The implement- I wonder if it has anything to do with the fact that the uh, streaming quality sucks. There's that. Huh. YouTube requiring Google+, Plus, whether you loved it or hated it, wasn't the best move. A lot of people moved off the site, content creators, etc. Or just simply disabled comment section. Even one of the, uh, the original creators came back and commented uh, for the first time since YouTube was purchased. Yep. Saying this is stupid. Yep. So I think Google recognized competition. Competition, good. Mm-hmm. But Google does not understand that. Google panicked, pulled the trigger with cash. Yes. Especially because YouTube Live is just not working. Yeah. Whatever delivery network they use to make that a thing, terrible. When they introduced mid-roll, mid-ad uh, insertion, kind of a downfall for several content creators they pulled off content. Yeah, but you have the you as to turn it off. You as the content creator, you have to turn it on. Yes, but by default, all the networks were on by default to every video, so you had to go back in and manually turn it off for every video. Nice. Some of the guys with thousands of videos, not really going to go back and turn them off. Nope. So frustrating, right? Especially so the, when you're telling jokes and stuff. So the question from the chat room is, yeah. what do you think this will do to Twitch streaming? For right now, not much. Everything kind of stays the same. The question is, and something I don't know the answer to, will YouTube force YouTube on Twitch? Or will Twitch be able to just merge freely into YouTube? Will, will Google allow Twitch to operate independently? Right. Or will Completely. they become part of the machine? If, if they, they become part of the machine, it's a disaster for yes, everybody. Even if they tap into the backbone, they have to be completely standalone because YouTube's buffering, YouTube's uh, bitrate, YouTube, everything about what YouTube is for a video platform is the worst thing ever for a video platform. Yes. And, and the fact that. Maybe they should try Azure. I'm saying. The fact that it continues to be, again, quote, the largest, most popular, whatever, is because of the name. It doesn't mean it's good. People get so frustrated that people make April Fool's videos about their videos buffering. Because that's a thing. It happens. <laughs> it happens so much. I didn't know. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a thing. They realize how terrible it is. So as long as Twitch can operate independently, no problem. You got great minds at the top of that company doing really great things, really changing it up and making esports a thing in America, which is really cool. Turning Justin TV into something that isn't a disaster. Right. Huh. What a concept. Pretty that was impressive the that they were able to ever. pull that off. I could not stand that. 
I agree. And from the chat room, f5live.tv slash join us, our man Thomas says, if Twitch becomes YouTube, Twitch will not be where gamers go to stream, in my opinion. There are other streaming services, just not nearly as popular right now. Now, that was what kind of what happened with Twitch, is you had some people on Justin TV and some people messing with just recording videos and putting them on YouTube. And then you had uh, uh, you, Ustream. Ustream, right? You had uh, Blip.tv. Oh, God, I forgot about that one. Stick Cam. Stick Cam. There is the other one. Thank you. All that happening, you had, you know, rappers on one and you had, like, uh, gamers on the other. And, right. And, like, different things. Everyone had their own niche. Blip. And Twitch is like. I wouldn't have been able to come up with that one all. We sat here all night. Yep. Twitch is like, we're doing gaming. That's all we're doing. Here is the niche, and we're going to own it. We're going to freaking own it. And, and they he, did. And here are the rules that yep. you have to abide by if you're going to stream on Twitch. And they're not content ID guidelines. They're strictly, you got to talk about stuff that relates to the thing we're going to be pushing here. Mm-hmm. Or don't do it. If they lose that vision, they're done. The fact that they offer, which no one else offers, five simultaneous feeds for their live stream so you can stream in source 1080p and all the way down and you mm-hmm. can select is unmatched right the only thing i wish they will implement is better content id matching in the sense of content creators on twitch using copyrighted material or works for profit which kind of does bother me from a content creation standpoint ideas phrases things um give or take like claiming things that that are their own and that that kind of stuff right um if they if they can crack down on that a little bit fix some of the playroom debacle i'll leave it at that i mean it's not the playroom itself but things around that um there's still some terrible terrible live streams and i mean that in an offensive way not in a it's a bad stream yeah some things that should be bad streams yeah and that's fine no that's all well and good you can be a bad streamer i don't care but offensive things still kind of trickle their way in youtube live doesn't really let that happen they can kind of pick up on that and go um shut down and just make it happen because it's the machine if you pick up some of those tools i think it's great if you tap into the backbone i think it's bad yeah and i think that's where the line will be drawn where do you go now, how much say does Twitch have in this is the question, too. We don't know. Nobody's commented. Because it's not technically official yet. It's not technically official. I was so hoping we'd... St- possibly the ink is not even dry on a, uh, on a proposal. It's supposed to happen... The, the contract signing is, from what sources say, quote, eminent. So what, what does that mean? They're trying to hammer out these things. Right. what it means. And... My hope is that in these contract negotiations, Twitch is going, look, we're, we're not going to budge on these five things. I don't know. These things. Here's our list of non-negotiables. So either we do it this way for the bill or you up your price or we walk. Because they, they can walk. That's the thing I don't get. Investors yeah. are going to get a happy return on this, but it's not like the, if they don't do this, they're going to lose out forever. The, the problem is that... After the the thing is signed, then anything they agreed to is possibly null and void. Because we saw it happen with AOL TechCrunch um, when Ariana the Bear came in. <laughs> Cleveland Shell. Yep. Funny. Uh, when she came in as the head of 
the world um, in her mind, uh, she violated the terms of the contract, and when all was said and done, AOL won it. TechCrunch didn't win that one. Uh, AOL won that one because it's our company. It's our division. You don't like it, get out. Uh, and I, it hasn't made TechCrunch better. No. It did make Ariana go away, which Here, was a win for the whole world. Here's what I think, though. She's insane. With Twitch, and I don't, I don't say this for YouTube, with the Twitch community, they are a vocal group of loyal followers to their creators, and the creators are loyal to Twitch. That the is Creators, fact. huh? Hmm? They're loyal to their creators. <laughs> yeah, right? But you know what I mean. I didn't know there were that many fundamentalist Christians There's a lot of them on, on Twitch. Twitch. A whole bunch of them. Bill Nye, just, his head explodes. He goes on Twitch.tv. <laughs> but they, they follow whoever they follow religiously sometimes. And those content creators follow Twitch. They are on Twitch. That's what they do. Yes. If these things are messed with, Kind of like how Twitch tried to update the terms of service, what was it, six months ago, where, oh, well, we can't do contests anymore, and if you subscribe, you lose, we're cutting your rate. They outraged, and Twitch pulled back and said, oh, we didn't know you guys were going to be this pissed about it. We're sorry. You guys. Got it. We're good. Cool. Awesome. There won't be any of that capability anymore. There won't be. Under Google. But if the creators go, then we're out of here. Like Thomas said, there's other options. Mm Mm-hmm. And if they move, then by the only people that benefit are the investors at that point. And they're only going to be able to be happy for a short time. Right. So that's frustrating. But we don't know. I don't think it's going to be good. I, I don't either. It's frustrating. I said that when the first report came out for Variety what back in May. I, I shared it on Facebook. I'm like, and I no longer want to stream on Twitch. Right. Like, Luckily, I still can. It's not official. I'm waiting right. to see I, how that all kind of happens. I, but. I think it's going to be bad for everybody it's going to be unfortunate for the creators the people in charge and at the end the fans which that sucks the most that's our show it sure is f5live.tv click the subscribe buttons on the right hand side all of them are over there many thanks to Avram Pilch for showing us toddler tech that's a good name I don't know why you pointed at me because that was clever ah was it not? <laughs> you never do that. It makes I don't. me happy when you do. Because I just do it all the time. It just happens. I saw you do it just then. All the time. Right into the right into the screen over there. Did I? Yeah. It's a touch screen. It's it a Sony. It's fine. <laughs> F5live.tv slash join us. Stay tuned for the nightcap where we talk about fooding and eating and such. Oh, yeah. Fooding and eating such. Oh, my. I don't know. What else is going on? Don't know. Subscribe to our show. Tell your friends to tell your friends to subscribe to our show. It's a great show. F5Live.tv. Like I said, go subscribe and get our app. Pluggitslive.com slash apps. It's free 99 It's the best price. It doesn't really get any better than that. And get this. Three ninety seven, but that would make it discontinued. I'm going to announce something right now. Uh-oh. We're going to do... For those of you who download our show, watch this. Ready for this? If you do, and you rate us five stars, if you truly think we're five stars, download the show. Download the app. There you go. Download the app. Rate us five stars if you believe so. 
and we will thank you at the end of the show for rating us five stars and telling us how awesome we are. Stroke our egos is what we're saying. Has to be a written review. Has to be a written review. Tell us how awesome we are, and we will thank you. That's an incentive. I like that. Yeah, let's do that. Let's create things off the top of my head. That's what I do. I like it. Freestyle. Stay tuned for the nightcap. On behalf of the staff that's not here, I'm Nick. And I'm Scott. Thank you, chat room, for Twitch things. Thank you, Avery. Stick around in that chat room. Yes. Tell your friends to join us for food things. Follow, engage, subscribe, Twi- uh, Facebook, Google, YouTube, because we're still over there. We'll see you guys next week. Ciao. Bye bye. Twitching. Is that what's happening? That's what's ha- Look at it. I can see it. Look at it. That's yeah, a problem. Too much caffeine.